back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. It's been a long time, but we're finally all back together. Um, we got a fun episode ahead of us. We are first going to dive into the upcoming UFC Fight Night card. And then we're going to talk about some, uh, just discuss some questions and some topics from around the MMA world. So it's going to be a fun one. We got Mikey and Jeff here today. And yeah, this is a pretty good card. Um, it's definitely not super interesting in the beginning, but towards the end, the fights get really good. There's a lot of old legends. There's a lot of uh, I, more old legends than up and comers, I'd say. But yeah, so pretty solid card. Um, we're going to highlight some fights that we think are going to be good. Starting off, first fight is um, Michael Johnson versus Casey. Michael Johnson um, kind of sucks seeing how far he's fallen, but he is he is back. You know, he's coming back a little bit. Um, he had a good win earlier in the year. Uh, and even though Michael Johnson is listed as a wrestler and DKZ is listed as a striker, I think, um, DKZ is going to take this one to the ground. And, uh, I think if that happens, he's probably going to, probably going to win over, uh, Michael Johnson, probably be, be a, via a uh, decision or something like that. Um, DKZ on a two fight win streak with a win over Demir Hedzovich and, uh, Vyacheslav Borshev and Johnson is coming off a loss to Jamie Malarkey. Um, I just think DKZ's fresher. Johnson's 36. Uh, yeah, and I think I think he's going to get it done. But honestly, this fight could go either way. If they stand and bang, I think Michael Johnson does have a shot, even though, like I said, he's a wrestler and DKZ's a striker. Um, Jeff, do you agree with that analysis so far? Yeah, no doubt. I think DKZ, I mean, he's like kind of scared to stand now. He got caught a couple of times, yeah. and now he's like really scared to stand. So he's definitely going to take it to the ground. And, I mean, I was doubting him last time, and he fucking surprised me. So, Lord knows, but I don't think Michael Johnson's got it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Mikey, do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree completely. And, and is one of the weird cases, too, where he, can't, you know, he came in supposed to be, like, one of the best, like, the next big English strikers, and then he, like, transforms into a wrestler somehow. Yeah. Like Jeff said, maybe it's because he got shell-shocked a few times. But – I mean, he did stand and bang with Fiziev, so that's saying a lot. That's holding a lot of weight for him right now. And yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, Michael Johnson, I just – I don't know after this if he's going to be headed towards retirement in the next three or four fights after this, but I, that's where it's looking like it's going for me. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with DKC. Yeah, good thing is it's like a relatively safe fight for him. Like I don't think he's going to get punished on the feet or anything. So um, I don't think we'll see him retire this fight, but I definitely think he's on the road like – I mean, like, what is he right now? He's not going to be contending. He's not even really going to be, you know, a gatekeeper for the division. He's just kind of getting up there in age. I think it's probably time for him to transition to, like, coaching or something. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting fight. I'm actually interested in this fight just to see, like, what they end up doing if DKZ gets over that uh, shell shock with the stand and bang or if he actually takes to the feet like we expect. So that'll be an interesting fight. Um the next fight is always an interesting fight because Clay Gita's fighting and he's just one of the weirdest, most crazy fighters they have in the UFC, which is saying something. Um, Clay's coming off uh, a submission loss to Claudio Puelles, the guy that Dan Hooker just beat with that um, like liver kick, I think, was it? It was, something, it was like a body kick or whatever, and that was how Dan Hooker won on that Adesanya card. Um, Holtzman is on a two-loss streak. He had a... He lost to Mateusz Gamrat via KO, and he, he got K- knocked out by Benil Dariush. Um, I honestly have no idea how this is going to go. 
But this is my prelim pick of the night. Um, I think this fight's going to be fucking fun. Uh, I think these guys are going to stand and bang. And if they do, I th- I'm kind of leaning toward Holtzman. But um, it's Clay Guido. Like, that guy can just take fucking punches to the head and bleed and, like, just keep coming back. So I honestly don't know. Mikey, do you have any read on this fight? Um, I'm going to roll with Scott Holtzman, too, just because he hasn't fought in a while. I think it's been, yeah, like, it's been a, like a year. Almost a year and a half now or something. Yeah. But Clay Guida hasn't looked too great as of late. And Holtzman's last two losses, like, yeah, he's coming off two losses a while ago. But they're two, Gamrot and Benel Darius. So, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. They're top dogs right now. Yeah. I mean, no matter which way you twist it, them two are top dogs. And then his win right before that's to Jim Miller, who Jim Miller's been hanging around for a while. He's a formidable opponent. He's not a fucking slouch by any means. And Clay Guida likes to fucking wrestle around and do his crazy little thing. But Scott Holtzman is mean in the clinch if you watch his fights. He is just brutal. Like, up close in the clinch where, like, you yeah. throw them nasty elbows and shit. He is mean. So I'm going to roll with Holtzman. What yeah, are you thinking, I'd... Jeff? Yeah, I think Holtzman's definitely going to be that hammy Sosa lock of the night. I think he's definitely whipping the shit out of Clay. I mean, I love Clay and all, but, man... I, I I don't think he has a chance here. I mean, yeah. Holtzman's coming. He's fresh. He's he's coming off of two losses to, as Mike said, absolute top dogs. So, I mean, I can't I can't see him being losing this honestly. All right, so we're in agreement. Clay's um, just looked terrible recently. It, I it's just I definitely see Holtzman getting this. Yeah. All right. So we're in agreement for the first two fights. We'll, we'll, I'm going to keep track of, um, our picks. So when we do the review, next review preview episode, um, we can see how well we did. But so far, we're in agreement with Dia Casey and Holtzman. Um, let's move on to the next fight. That is, um, Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. Um, I think we're all in agreement that this is going to go to decision. Is that right, Jeff? Then Mikey? Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, I definitely think it's going to go to a decision. I mean, Dakota, she does have some power in her fist. So, I mean, I can kind of see her starching Angela, but Angela is just, she's war tested. She's been through it. I think yeah. she's going, I mean, she went, She goes through decisions so fucking much. I mean, that's like another absolute lock, but the books know that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she took Loopy was her last fight, and I I say Loopy has some hands as well, and she was able to fend those. She's she's fought just about everyone, and uh, she yeah she can, I like you said she's war tested. Uh, Mikey, are you in? Do you think this is going to be a decision? I don't know if it's who's going to win, but I think we can guarantee that's going to go to decision. Oh, 110 percent. And then now I'm seeing after Lupita, she was in a grappling match, so yeah i'm sure that's gonna translate to this fight it's gonna eat up a shit ton of time in a three-round fight yeah oh yeah i would even probably venture to say it's gonna be angela hill by decision okay do you do you agree with that uh jeff do you think angela hill pulls it out yeah definitely i mean i can't not rock with the motherfucker from maryland yeah all right well okay so our so let's lock it up so yeah three we're three for three so far um we'll take angela hill via decision i think that's a good uh pick um next fight is eric anders versus kyle da- dacus um dacus is coming off of a ko loss to roman delize 
Eric Anders is coming off a decision loss to Jun Young Park. Um, honestly, I have no fucking idea what's going to happen in this fight. Mikey, do you have any feel towards this fight? Uh, I like these kind of fights, to be honest, because it's one of those fights where you see these two guys and they come in and they're – I would even venture to say after Anders goes on Joe Rogan's podcast and Dawkins with just his name floating around the UFC with his brothers and shit, they're kind of yeah. both fan favorites, you'd say. Like, no one really dislikes them. Everyone backs them when they fight, but they cannot find their fucking stride. Nope. And it's almost like when two guys like this clash, though, it always makes for a good fight. It seems, yeah. at least. True. They got their backs but, against the wall, so yeah, could be something crazy. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna have to roll Kyle Dawkins, and that's just because, like, stylistically, Eric Anders is just a big guy who tries to impose his will on you. Like, he just tries to wrestle and beat you the fuck down. Mm. And I'm just not seeing how he can do that to Dawkins because Dawkins is bigger. Yeah, like he's like two inches taller. I'm pretty sure he's not ne- not quite as big in the frame, but damn near just as big. He's fucking great on the ground. He's a great grappler. I'm just not seeing how Eric Anders is going to be able to game plan for Dawkins at all. Okay, Jeff, do you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely, completely agree. All right. <laughs> I'm, yeah, everything Mike said pretty much. Dawkins is way bigger. Eric Anders really tries to impose his will, and we saw him just lose a grappling match to Petrosky, who got yeah. a very similar build to Dawkins, so. It's going to be a hard one for him. All right. So our our, our pick for this fight is Kyle Dawkins. Um, okay. Next fight is Jack Hermanson versus Roman Dalitze. This one, ooh, this is going to be a fucking banger. I'm excited. Both these guys are complete fucking animals. Um, Roman's been kicking ass. He's on a three-fight win streak. Two of the wins were KOs. Uh, Hermanson's coming off of a KO win over Chris Curtis. Um, I think... Hermanson's gonna win this possibly. I think he has a little bit better uh, jujitsu and like ground game, um, and he can also stand and bang. Uh, so I think he has more ways to win this fight, but it's not gonna be an easy one. This one's probably one of the harder ones to read on this card. Uh, Dolize's just been on absolute fire. Uh, Jeff, do you think Hermanson can get it done, or do you think Dolize takes this one? Yeah, I think Hermanson takes him down and just grinds him out for mm. three whole rounds. I definitely think he grinds out a decision victory and just absolutely controls him, honestly. It's it's not going to be a fun one to watch, but, I mean, I I just – I think Hermanson's just too well to fucking get caught on the feet. I mean, that Chris Curtis fight, you could show he, he – showed he can control the distance really good on the feet, and mm. I just – I don't think he can get caught in this fight by – Delice and I think he can easily take down Roman Delice and just wear him down throughout this fight. Okay, Mikey, you in agreement? You think Hermanson gets it done? Yeah, I was a little worried after watching him fight Sean Strickland because that was one of the yeah. fucking best displays of striking I've watched in the past couple of years where Strickland destroyed Jack Hermanson. Yeah. But like Jeff said, after watching him beat the living hell out of Chris Curtis, I think he outstruck him by like 50 strikes in the fight or something. I, I yeah, can't and had see him it. so frustrated. I think um oh, I think it's either gonna be a decision just like that, like where fucking Roman just he's he's just pissed off throughout the fight and it just fucking goes through the final bell and fucking he's pissed off at this decision and pissed off at Jack after, or it's just gonna be Jack grinding them down. Yeah. That was dumb when Chris Curtis was pissed, dude. Like why like 
Yeah, I I but didn't, I didn't that just shows you how frustrating it is when someone can just fucking absolutely control yeah. the distance on a feet like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I was like, I kind of thought because, you know, Roman comes from that wrestling, grappling background, like he was doing like world tournaments and shit, that maybe, maybe that could give him a, an upper hand, but fucking Jack's been training for Derek Brunson for how long now? Yeah. Like he's going to come in ready. And yeah, like that Jeff was said, he's just to tough as nails. Yeah. yeah. He's been training for Brunson, and I would have to venture to say Brunson's a better wrestler in a room, and I would, I would think yeah. we could yeah. all be in agreement to that. Yeah. And Jack's just tough as nails. I just, yeah. I don't see it. And if they stay on the ground, Roman's got a little more power, but he's not nearly as precise as Jack. I don't think even close. No. Okay, so the next fight, this one, it's going to be a fucking banger. Um, our boy, Tai Tuivasa versus Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, I mean, obviously, before we even get into it, we got to bet on the boy Ty, even though, dude, I'm fucking scared. I don't, it's not going to happen, but we, we got to, right, Jeff? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's not going to happen. I'm not taking, I'm not taking a fucking uh, chiseled Russian anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's been knocking out fucking my favorite fighters. So yeah. not a shot, especially exactly. when fucking. He's got like Ty an... comes walking out to fucking one kiss is all it takes or some <laughs> bullshit like that, dude. dude. He's definitely going to walk out some goofy shit. I I I mean, I just want to see Ty knock him out so fucking bad, but I'm so scared Sergey's just going to close that distance and fucking kill him in the clinch or something uh, like he, that. He doesn't even need to close the distance because he's got an 84 inch reach, I think, and um, ties is like 76 or something. He's got a crazy reach advantage on him. Um, this is a terrible matchup for Ty, unfortunately. Pavlovich, I mean, that was that his last KO over Derek Lewis. I think we all thought that that was like a a pretty early stoppage. I think we can agree on that, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. So yeah. Pavlovich has an 84 inch reach. And I'm looking at ties right now. 75. 75. So not looking good. Nine for the boy. inches. Nine inches. Not looking good for the boy. Um, I mean, obviously we got to roll with tie, but this is just going to be, uh, this is going to be rough. I actually think that Sergey can sleep him pretty quickly. Um, Mikey, do you think that? Like, what do you? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I'm not rolling with tie one bit. <laughs> not one fucking bit, boys. I hate to say it. And I had to dig out an old an old saying for this one. You know that <laughs> they say to call a spade a spade. The definition yeah. is that of that. I wrote it down. Is to speak directly without avoiding unpleasant issues. This is gonna be a fucking unpleasant issue. This is gonna be terrible. I'm it telling you guys, really it's bad. gonna be fucking awful. Like yes. I really think this is a huge, huge fucking mistake from Ty and his team. And I get it, he wants to fight. He's a young fighter, he wants to get back in. I just I have so much to say about this. I just don't fucking get it, dude. I don't understand. You're telling me this dude just three months ago took the beating of a lifetime three months ago, and then he basically steps in faring off against Ivan Drago like <laughs> from Rocky. Like, yes. I just don't – I don't see – and my thing is, even if you think you can win, the shit that Ty does in the, in the ring is – the worst shit you can do to someone with an 84-inch reach. Yes. Low calf kicks. How is he ever going to get a low calf kick in? How is he even going to get that close to get a low calf kick in? Another thing he likes to do, throw bombs and miss. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> like, the worst shit. You, and I like Ty. Like, 
as a fan, I want him to win because I want it to be him, Aspinall, and Blades fighting for the titles. Yeah. But I just don't – I think this is such a stupid fucking mistake. It's like one of them things. If he wins, he's a genius. But if he loses – He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I just um, don't – is, well, it's more on his team uh, that like taking this fight, but also um, Cyril Gon has relatively soft hands for the heavyweight division. Like, not he's not known for like completely knocking motherfuckers out. He doesn't have Sergey Pavlovich hands, and even he got to the got to tie. Um, obviously putting him out, and he stumbled him early. Like, this is gonna be really bad. Um, Jeff, let's Sergei, hear it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. With all this being said. I'm taking tie by TKO KO. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take him too. So that fucking. Will... I'm a BFS, a big fat stooge. Show. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna take tie. I'm taking tie. There's no way I'm betting so, against him. I just think it's so stupid because there's so much for him to lose, and it seems to me so little to gain, and then so much for Pavlovich to gain from this. I completely agree. Um, you couldn't be more right about with the analysis. I completely agree. Jeff. I just don't get it. I don't get it either, Jeff. Absolute fucking atrocity. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, if if he lo- like if he never takes this fight, what the fuck changes? Everyone still loves him. Like, I know he could have fought in Australia, and it would have been yeah. fine. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's move on to a less depressing fight. Um, right, actually, this one's kind of depressing too. It's an old RDA going up going up against Brian Barberena. Uh, Barbarain is on a three-fight win streak. His last win was a KO of Robbie Lawler. So Barbarana could become a legend killer if he gets RDA here. Um, RDA is coming off a KO loss to Rafael Fiziev. Um, I have no fucking clue how this is going to go. I'm hoping RDA can pull it out. Um, I watched some videos on what guy, what people think, and it seems to me that they think that since um, RDA has a more diverse range of like striking and jiu-jitsu and wrestling, that... Um, that he might be able to get to Brian Barbarena. So I hope so, but Barbarena has been on a fucking roll. Um, I honestly don't know how this is going to go. Uh, Mikey, do you have any clue on what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm not saying nothing groundbreaking, but I think the same thing. I don't, yeah. I don't, I think RDA is going to have the edge just because that bar brawling style that Barbarena has just doesn't always prove well. And, yeah. I'm pretty sure RDA's already beat Robbie Lawler too. And yeah, Barbarina's coming off a win against an old Robbie Lawler. So I just don't see how that's gonna translate well for him. RDA can mix it up pretty damn good. I yeah, I'm taking RDA. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah, exactly what you guys fucking you guys right. hit the nail on the head. He's a little too one dimensional for RDA. I think I think RDA just he's gonna bring it to him and he's gonna he's <laughs> Definitely going to pull this one out, I feel. All right. So, yeah. So, we'll let's that not up. forget that fucking Fizia fight was probably 2 2 before he gets knocked out. True. Like, that shit was close. That was a good one. Yeah. True. And Fizia's a fucking monster. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll lock it up as RDA as our pick. <laughs> um, finally, uh, Seven Thompson, Wonder Boy is taking on Kevin Holland. Um, Thompson's coming off a two fight lose- losing streak with his last loss being to Bilal. Um, Holland obviously coming off a loss to Kamza in about 30 seconds. Um, I actually think Holland gets this one done, unfortunately. I think he's going up against an aging uh, wonder boy. Um, I just think Holland's like right around his prime, even though he's like 30. That's I, I still think he's probably like, uh, I mean, Tom, wonder boy's 39. He's just getting up there. Um, 
He's just looked a little iffy his last couple of fights. And um, yeah, I think Kevin Holland can get it done. Uh, Jeff, do you think that Wonder Boy pulls it out? Uh, I mean, I, I this is like a weird fight because this is one of them that you don't want either of them to lose. Yeah. They drew, like, that'd be nice. Both really, they're both really fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> just in, in completely different ways, too. That's the greatest part. But yeah, I think, I think, it's just, it's just a little, little past, little too past the fucking what you call it for me. Prime. Yeah, and yeah, I'm definitely taking Holland in this. I think he's going to probably take him down and just work him on the fucking ground and probably yeah. submit him easily. But yeah, I do fucking, I do expect to hear some great fucking in in cage conversations between True. the two. So this yeah. is going to be pretty fucking fun. I yeah, it's gonna be a fun I, fight. Honestly, this is gonna be a fun fucking fight night. Honestly, these, it's a good card. It's a very good card. There's a lot of big names. Three are fucking broad. Yeah, this is honestly a great card. Like, there's a lot of big ass names on here. Um, Mikey, do you agree with our assessment? How do you feel about it? Oh yeah, hundred ten percent agree. I just think, like Jeff started to mention, like Holland can just hurt you in so many damn ways. So I don't think I don't see Stephen Thompson having an answer for that. He's never really had an answer for that kind of shit before. I don't see why it's going to start at almost 40. Like he just hurts you from everywhere. He like rolls around like a snake and submit you. He beats the shit out of you on his back. He beats the shit out of you on the feet. I just don't I don't see. Yeah. And I hate to see Wonder Boy get beat, but I think he is going to get beat. I think he's going to get beat kind of brutally. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, okay, so just to recap, we just running through our picks. Um, we took DeCasey, Holtzman, Angela Hill via decision, Kyle Dawkins, Jack Hermanson. Um, Jeff and I took Ty. Uh, Mikey took Sergey. Then we all took RDA and we took Kevin Holland. So that sounds to me like we picked a perfect card. Um, yeah, this is honestly going to be a fucking awesome card. I'm very excited. We'll obviously keep up with how we did. Um, maybe have a little competition going so you can have the most picks or the most correct picks. Um, next going in, going in, we're, we're going to talk about some, uh, just some stories around MMA, just some questions, um, that we had first off, uh, we were wondering if I, I think Mikey was wondering if Ty loses on Saturday, is it almost guaranteed that he misses the Perth card? Um, he, it came out today that he's going to miss the Perth card, um, anyways, he said, quote, look, I'm more excited to be pissed by the side of the ring than starving myself over Christmas. Uh, he told reporters on Wednesday via Mac life. Christmas is a time for family and I've been away from home for a long time now. And I think that's one thing I'm excited about. So sorry, Australia, I'll be there in the card. So we got our answer there. Uh, Ty will not be fighting in Perth. Honestly, he, I don't think he would have, whether or not he took Pavlovich, obviously, because of the family aspect of it, but he should not have taken this fight as we mentioned before. Um, Next question. After PFL's biggest show in MMA, do you guys feel that PFL is a clear number two and beating out Bellator? Uh, we'll start with you, Mikey. Um, I don't know. I think maybe on the popularity scale, yes, just because they're promoting it so fucking heavily. Like, you can't get on whatever yeah. it's on ESPN or ESPN Plus on, like, a Friday without fucking <laughs> seeing all the commercials for it. Instagram. But I don't... Yeah, I still don't think it's number two, though. They just don't have the alumni or the history yet to back it up, I don't think. Yeah. My problem with it is young people don't come into it, go into it, and then end up in the UFC as champions or anything. 
like it's kind of just a lot of like older vets fighting it out to make some extra money or yeah like prospects you never really hear about bellator's always got like crazy prospects come out like like michael chandler's a great example of it yeah so not quite yet what do you guys think jeff see i actually think it's clear number two and it's not even close because where you said how it doesn't have like the prospects and shit that become champion see the problem with that is it it was world series of fighting at one point that mm. turned into pfl and that's where you get mm. your gay cheese who uh, there's a couple other bad motherfuckers that came up in world series of fighting that's fair uh bryce mitchell he's another yeah, one yep there's another there's a f- couple other bad motherfuckers that came up in that and i mean they i mean getting hurricane shane burgos that was a fucking crazy steal getting like because they were like in the active fucking bidding war against the ufc and to get him and if he goes on and wins the championship and makes it look easy i can see other ranked prospects that were like around his level fucking going in coming into pfl and making it even bigger I mean, I, I just think the whole million dollars at the end of it on top of your contract, it doesn't – why not? Yeah, I'm I'm in the middle. Um, I think, like, their marketing is a lot better than Bellator's, as Mikey mentioned. Like, they're all over Instagram. They're all over um, just social media in general. Their clips are always going viral. Um, Bellator does not have that at all, which is really holding them back. Um, and then secondly, like – they're always they're very like uh imaginative and fighting like they have the ref cam they have like the scoring the automated scoring system they have a lot of like really cool and unique um things that they've done with fighting that i like personally and that i think is going to draw like new new fans to it because it's a little bit easier to digest i think and it feels a little bit more professional than even like a ufc or whatever it feels more like you're watching um like professional poker i guess kind of would be my comparison i know that's a weird one but it feels like there's like so many different camera angles and fucking like there's a lot going on on the screen compared to where ufc just has the bottom banner pfl has like all this other shit going on yeah like scoring like accuracy on the punches uh how fast their punches are being thrown shit like that um it makes it feel like an actual like a like a not that this isn't a sport it is an actual sport and everything is very professional but pfl feels like the most professional i guess but on the other hand I'd say like I think three or four of the fighters we've interviewed has haven't had or have said bad things about PFL. They um I don't want to like name names, but you guys can go find those interviews. But they've said like they've had issues with PFL before with their contracts or I, well one name we are gonna name because Corey Corey um Hendricks really had an issue with PFL. I know he was pissed that he even was having a fight in that um playoff that he was in before we interviewed him um. And I, I agreed with him. He kind of got screwed over. Um, we've had other guys that, are, that have been PFL alumni um, that have just ha- not had great things to say. So I wonder if it's a little bit of a shady organization. I mean, it is a fighting promoter, promotion uh, club. So I don't know. I wonder if it's a little bit of a sus promotion and that's holding it back. But if you get I, – I don't know. It's <clears throat> That's why I'm split because it seems like some of the PFL fighters aren't super into the promotion and then some of them are – on the other hand, you do have that good social media and you have that like imaginative form of fighting. So I don't know. Um, right now I'd say they're relatively deadlocked to be honest with you, but I could see PFL overtaking it pretty easily because it's more mainstream. Um, next question we have is 
how bad do you guys think Kayla's loss hurt her stock? Um, and what would we like to see next from her with two fights left on her PFL deal? Um, Jeff, I'll go to you. We're talking about Kayla Harrison, by the way. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, she's a PFL fighter. She just fought and lost um, to uh, Larissa. So, Jeff, do you, how do you feel about that question? What are, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it it kind of fucks up her stock pretty. I mean, pretty bad because like that was her whole thing is being unbeatable and being this. But I mean, no matter how hard you try, no fighter's fucking unbeatable. I mean, we other than fucking Khabib, who I mean, he's had he had a couple questionable decisions. Not gonna yeah. lie, yeah. But what you call it? But other than him. We've never seen someone fucking be unbeatable. So, I mean, it doesn't really hurt her because it's a, it's the sport of fighting. Yeah. Unless you're in boxing, that O doesn't really matter. True. Uh, Mikey? Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, it's a tarnish on her career, I guess, but she's done so much in the PFL this past year. I can't see – I mean – her fucking next two – she has two fights left, right? And you only yeah. need one, right? Because once you win, you just keep continuing on with the season. Yeah. So I don't see how this could even get – like really get in her way. I think she'll be right back in the championship fight next season. I don't think it's really – I think it would be something people I'm honestly almost fucking forget about damn near. Um, I kind of went the other way w- with this one. Um, I So like granted, this was the third time, so like – she has this where she can be like, hey, it took you three times to to like beat me, which mm. is one thing. But I kind of think she might go Ronda Rousey after her loss to um Holly Holm. Like um the thing is, like, she seems pretty fucking mentally broken after this loss. She seems like kind of fucked up over it. Um, it seems to me like she's kind of in denial, which I mean, I'm sure every fighter is after the fight, but she came into this one with such a big ego. It was kind of actually being annoying. Um and I think when you get humbled like that, like she kind of reminded me of Rousey with like how dominant and then how big of her kind of inflated her ego got. And then to just kind of get knocked or not knocked out, but like to lose like that, it's just pretty tough. Um, I think it might hurt her. She seems like she's just been going a little nuts on social media and stuff and like her interviews, um, stuff like that. And then also uh, Larissa kind of gave um, like a, she gave us an idea of how to beat her like how to beat Kayla. I mean, you just kind of have to avoid those takedowns and then just kind of let her gas herself out is sort of how you go about it. Like, um, that's, I, I just think she, she, like other, other ladies can like replicate that. And I think they kind of have an idea of how to take her down now. Cause you, you, uh, slayed the beast, so to say. So, um, yeah, I think it could hurt her career. Um, I do think she's good enough to get out of it. I think if it does hurt her career, it's like per it's herself. Um, just being like mentally hung up on that loss, but honestly, I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting to it. Yeah. So Maximus, <laughs> Mister Maximus, fucking plates, Maximus states. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is Gregor? Is he juicing or a hundred fucking percent? A hundred thousand fucking percent. He's juicing, dude. He was juicing before. Um, he got fucking ballooned up, but dude. First off, he's coming off an injury, right? So he's going to have to... I mean, most of these guys are on steroids. Let's be real here. Um, 
I'm sure some of them are actively on steroids. Um, you call me Maximus Plates, Maximus Dates. Um, I watched a ton of his videos, and basically he explained that, like, he went on Joe Rogan and explained that there are probably uh, steroids and, like, um, stuff that people are doing that are is untraceable by um, USADA right now. So, like, there's probably guys that are just, like, active, or there are guys that are just, like, actively, like, geared up that are taking a new compound that's like untraceable. So I'm sure McGregor with all the money he has, all the like people he can talk to, um, I'm sure a hundred percent he was juiced up. And then even if he wasn't, he was out of the pool. So it's like not a big deal that he was juiced up. He totally is. And it's especially because um, steroids help your recovery and that's what he needs to do. He needs to get his leg back in shape. And that's how a lot of those guys in the NBA get popped is when they come back quick from injury and it's because they're roided up so that way they can get get back. So he totally is. Um, he'll probably take more steroids to cut, and then he'll clean up for like six months and then be back and ready to go. But yeah, that's long sto- long answer short. He's fucking roided out of the gills 100%. Mikey, what do you think? Word. Let me tell you what I think is weird, too. You know, he doesn't have the Izzy Man tits. He doesn't have any of the uh, fucking the weird they get all over the body and shit doesn't have none of that shit. The thing that weirds me out about him and why I also think he's fucking juiced out of his fucking mind is the tiny waist, dude. That creeps yeah. me out. He has the smallest yeah. waist compared to his shoulders body mass-wise. And, like, fighters like Leon Edwards kind of have that, too. But his is so obnoxiously big compared yeah, to his waist. Yeah, but that's the thing. If your fucking leg is snapped in half, you're not going to work out your lower body. You're going to work out. You're going to go crazy working out no, your upper I, body. I, no, but I mean not compared to his lower body. I mean his like abdomen compared to his shoulders. He looks like you remember like way back in the day you you learned about them peep the they used to put the things in those girls. What do they call corsets or whatever? <laughs> he looks like he's wearing yeah. a. He looked like he's wearing a fucking corset all the time. Yeah, like he looks like shredded beyond belief, and maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. I just don't see like kind of Max was hitting to. I don't see why he'd have a reason not to either. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna fight again. Honestly, he keeps like teasing it. I don't think it's actually gonna happen. So why not? Yeah, <laughs> why not do steroids and hang out in your mega yacht, do whatever the fuck you want? Coke. Oh, he's also totally a cokehead too, like a hundred percent. They, I think that's probably- oh, yeah, but. Yeah, no, he's he's roided out of the fucking gills. Um, but I honestly, I, I don't know. I don't. There's really no way think he's not. He <laughs> I mean, I just I think he's a fucking. I mean, he's a deranged, crazy fucking. He's he's got an addictive personality, no fucking doubt. And I I think he's literally addicted to this shit. And I mean, he's just fucking been working. That loss did not sit well with him. He's not going to not work his fucking ass off. And, I mean, having no fucking legs, it's going to make you fucking have crazy arms. And Chael Sonnen said a lot, uh, was saying, too, I think a lot of them fucking pictures are Photoshopped, too. Yeah, that could be. That could be using. It's just fucking, it's just pretty fake. Yeah, that could that could also I could see him doing that. Um, because I mean he's a brand. Yeah, brands Photoshop their shit all the time. That's a very good point. I when you put it like that, I mean, that could be it. Um, I definitely think like a part like the recovery leads me to believe that he's totally roided up. 
even if he's not big like that, he's probably on roids just to fucking um get his leg back and recovered. So I wouldn't be surprised. I know Kamaru Usman's the biggest fucking. That was that was who I brought up the whole thing was Kamaru's fucking roided to the gills, dude. With his gyno, his back knee, his fucking <laughs> just about everything. Uh, they oh are, man, here we dude, go. Dude, I don't back know if you, if you deep dive on Reddit, dude. People really think Chandler's worse. Michael people Chandler really think Michael Chandler's see, on yeah, steroids. Probably, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The the physiques that they're able to achieve, like if you look at nat- natural physiques of like bodybuilders compared to the physiques of these guys, like they're on some, they're on gear. I mean, just about everyone is like in the in MMA because uh, you don't have to be in the USADA pool twenty four seven. So. Um, it's just smart. Like you're just using it to get a competitive edge. I, I don't have a fucking problem with it. I, what I do have a problem with is when you are geared up during the fight, like, like in that, in that, uh, time frame, like when it's fight time, if it's in your system, because then you could fucking kill someone. Like if you're so much, if you're so much, if you're like so much, um, you have so much of a competitive advantage over them. It's just not even fair if you're geared up or, and you're going up against someone who's natural. So, um, yeah, that's probably enough talk about gear for, for a lifetime. Let's go over our next question, which is, um, what would you like to see next for Izzy and Pereira? Um, we'll start with you, Mikey. Uh, well, I think it's going to be an automatic rematch. I don't think there's no yeah. way they don't grant Izzy that rematch. Same thing with Usman. It's going to, I mean, I, they've been way too good for way too long now to not give them a rematch, but I have to be honest. I would love to see Izzy lose again. Really? I would love it. I loved watching it. I think it just shook everything up. I think it showed that he's not unbeatable. I like that he lost to a guy that he already lost to twice. I liked all of it. And I'd love to see Pereira win again, and then I'd love to see him and Robert Whitaker fight. Because that would be an actual fight to watch. Like, yeah. the Izzy Pereira fight for the first four rounds, I mean, granted, we all like to watch it because we're all UFC fans, but if you paid for a pay-per-view, up until that moment when he gets dropped is not the most exciting fight in the world. And yeah, I I mean, I, I don't think Whitaker and Pereira sells as many tickets just because Whitaker doesn't have a big of a name. But I think the fight itself to watch would just be one for the ages. Yeah, I think I think Bobby Knuckles could actually be Pereira. Um, I've I actually kind of fucking don't like Pereira at all, to be honest with you. Um, I just I don't like when there's they like fast track someone to that, like didn't put in the time because I think like if he had actually put in time in the ufc like more time i think he would have gotten exposed for his lack of jujitsu which izzy took him down that was izzy's only takedown his entire fucking career and also he kind of handled him on the ground um i think i, I want to rematch and i want izzy to win but and i think we'll see it like a, an izzy we've never seen before coming off a loss like that he's going to be changed for sure like knowing what we do know about him he's going to be fucking hyper fixated on that they've there's the something came out today so he's watched the ko 20 times so um and especially because he lost like that was ariel hawani said it too and i agree like that was a relatively early stoppage for sure i think like you have to give the champ yeah he has to be sleeping in my opinion i know that's fucking stupid but i think like with it's a title defense like you put it all out on the line if you're worried about their safety like they're fucking champions they've been through a good amount of hits to the head not that not like this might be a bad argument, but they are like they I'm, most of those guys are willing to die for that fucking belt. Um, I think you should give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm, like he would have gone out later, but I just think he had a couple of he could have taken like one or two more punches before they called it, in my opinion. Um, 
But yeah, I think I like to I want to see the rematch. Um I'm just not a big fan of Pereira. Uh Jeff. See, this is where I differ from you guys again. I think I mean care for the rematch, honestly. I think really? Piero knocks him the fuck out again. Piero's just got that thing where he can just switch it on and just I mean he's going to fuck it. He's too big for Izzy on the feet. I think he's too big for anyone in that fucking division, honestly. I think he's unstoppable for that division. The more and more I fucking fucking think about this past fight and think about fucking Pereira, I think he's going to absolutely wash that division. So I think he's going to move up to 205, honestly. I'd like to see him do that because Glover's not going to have the belt. And that's the whole reason he's not fighting at 205 because Glover's his teammate. So I'd really like him to see, see him fight at 205 because he was trying to fight Hamzad at 205 yeah, so I that they Hamza weren't fighting kill his for his ass. belt. And Dude, I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm st- I don't know if voice and Jeff, just to be clear, I don't want to see the rematch either. I just think they're gonna give it to him. If I got to choose though, I would never watch another Izzy rematch again because I don't want to watch another boring five rounder. But I I don't know. I just don't I can't confidently say I think Pereira runs through Whitaker. I just cannot yeah. say that. Dude, his I don't, his, I don't believe that. Pereira's Pereira was gassed. His jiu-jitsu was relatively exposed. Like, I mean, like I said, Izzy got a fucking takedown on him and handled him on the ground. Like, I don't yeah. know, dude. Yeah, but you don't and think I, he's gonna be working on that with Glover Teixeira? That's a very good point. But Hamzat Hamzat definitely can expose that. And who's some I mean, other Hamzat's still like I mean, he's big, but he's not bigger than Pereira big. Pereira's, Pereira's huge. huge. Pereira's fucking huge. He's enormous. Dude. He, Dude, he walks around at like two thirty. Yeah, he and and they had him at six four, but he was and they have him and Izzy at six four, and he was at least like two inches tall. Seven. Yeah, dude, he's like six 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 seven for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, he's absolutely ginormous. Yeah, I'm telling but, you, the only person I really see, I like of that whole division is Whitaker. That's it. That's the only. I agree with you though. Anyone else outside of Whitaker, I don't fucking see it. I don't see no one else having shit for that guy, but Whitaker and maybe Hamza. I don't even know about that. I I like Hamza. I think I, I like him more than Whitaker. Whitaker's a little too small, man. I mean, he yeah, Whitaker's like six one fifty five. Yeah, I I agree, but Whitaker's a fucking dog. Whitaker Whitaker and Pereira would remind me similarly to Volk and Islam about the fight size wise, yeah. not style wise at all. And I can never count out Volk, and I can Pereira never gas. count out Bobby Knuckles either. Pereira gassed in that in that fight against Izzy. He was he would definitely was he did not. I mean, his car did, did he his... really gas because he knocked him out in the fucking yeah, fifth round. That's a good point, but he his looked gassed. Stone hands too, dude. Yeah, but stone I mean, hands, Poton. I think dude, that's that what it is. Fucking is... whole whole fucking mid round adjustment where he where fucking they're telling him you gotta knock him out, you gotta knock him out. Dude, Izzy almost goes, dropped him. Bro, too. he did that the last fucking kickboxing fight too. He's just yeah. got this switch. He's big shot Bob. Got yeah, <laughs> I still think I think he was got put it away. I think he was gassed, but his, he has fucking hard enough power that like he just kind of fucking knocked him out and like equalizer, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think Hamza is. I think Hamza could beat his ass. To be honest with you, but I that, think Pereira gets Hamza. Really, I'm excited. I, I would really, I actually really want to see that fight. 
I really want to see that fight, to be honest with you. Fucking Gilbert Burns is not a better striker in Pereira, and Gilbert took it to Hamza for three rounds. He didn't That's win, true. but he took it to him. That's fair. And but Pereira, I mean, and is not easy to submit, being that fucking huge. No, true. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope we see Hamza versus Pereira. I think you know what you've sold me. I think I want that more than Izzy versus Pereira. Um, okay, real quick, while we still have time left in the Zoom, let's talk about the Glover, Tazera. Uh, Fucking, what do you think he got fucked over by the UFC? Quickly, I said no because he got offered Yan, said yes, then was offered an Ankalaya fight and said no. Um, because of that, it's sort of on him, in my opinion. Um, he's coming off of a loss, and like the only reason for a rematch would be for him to go back against Yuri to defend the belt that he lost. But because Yuri lost the belt due to his injury, um, I don't see they don't really, I don't think they necessarily owe. Glover anything because it's an interim belt so I don't know but Jeff you're making some eyes what do you think they don't gl- owe Glover anything I mean this they motherfucker has fought everyone what do you mean that's fair that's fair dude that's fair. if anyone deserves a fucking <laughs> break it's Glover fucking the share I mean they Glover offer and RDA <laughs> Glover and RDA they're like two people who deserve breaks from anyone that's fair but I mean like they offered him Uncle Live and he said no yeah, but yeah, I, I thought fuck, that was smart. He though. hasn't fought Ankalaev before. He's fought yet. Yeah. I thought that I mean, was smart too, dude, because Ankalaev, I cannot imagine fighting him on a short camp. Imagine no. fighting a, you can't fight wrestlers on short notice. It's no. Well he said he said it was because he's southpaw too. He wasn't trying to I mean for John southpaw. Jones did that against Chael Sonnen. True. Yeah. Later I mean, down I, the line, beat the fuck out of him. So true. I mean, yeah. I think it was smart of Glover to want to fight Jan and not want to fight on Goliath. I think no, that I was but, really and smart. And then they just completely fuck him. It's fucked up, honestly. It's really yeah. fucked. And also, I think it's, you know, Dana <laughs> in the bed with the fucking Ruskies again, Mike. They always are. Fuck, dude, they're getting together, fucking the Polak out of the fucking... Out of the fucking rematch, getting it back in blood. What the fuck, man? Dude, next thing you know, there'll be no more Ukrainian fighters out of nowhere. Wow, that's true. There are very few already. Um, first off, they did they they helped the Polak out. They helped Jan Lakovich out. So that's good. He didn't fuck did him they over. Really, that I don't want fucking on a Goliath. I'd rather fucking actually. That get is him true. Glover back. That is true. Like a honestly. A I would rather him fighting 75-year-old Glover than Ankalaev. That's true. Dude, Ankalaev's mean. Like, if Ankalaev gets the title, he might be a champion for a while. He's a mean motherfucker. Dude, then we're going to have if, yeah. Is- if Islam beats um, fucking, what's-his-face, Volk, then it's going to be, like, Russians running the fucking thing. It's going to be ass. Yeah, if- it's going to be the Ruski takeover again. Bro, if Sergey somehow, like, fucking runs the table and gets up and Cold gets Cold winner, boy! Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one. All right. Um, this was a fun episode. That's going to do it for us here at Uppercut. We'll be back next week with a review preview. So stay tuned to that. And thank you all for